Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's like if someone was like, Eli, you do the prayer, I would have been like, oh, uh, hey, God, what's going yeah. on? You done watching the rapes? <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> When's your birthday? We never talk about your birthday. Please stop killing babies. <laughs> Love, Eli. Love? Sure. Yeah, well. Your friend. <laughs> Cordially yours. <laughs> God awful. Movie, movie, movie. Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema in an effort to make the concept of mortality a little more appealing. I'm your host, No Illusions, and with me, as always, is the ever so slightly still jet lagged Eli Bosnick. Eli, good of you to join me, sir. I'm not sure what time it is, but I'm glad to be wherever what time it is. All right. And unfortunately, uh, Heath is not going to be able to join us this week. Uh, family emergency called him away at the last minute. He's certainly hoping to be back in the saddle next week. But between now and then, Eli, it's just going to be the two of us. It's it's kind of romantic this way, actually. Yeah. Now that you think of a nice little Halloween episode, two yeah. young men lost in the world of Christian cinema. Right. And one of us already disappeared. So it's, it's kind of like this shitty movie that we're going to be watching this week called... <laughs> The Lock-In. All right, now this is a movie that carves out its very own genre somewhere between found footage horror and Justin forgot to turn the camera off. It's the story of a demon-possessed porno magazine, and there's no need for a coordinating conjunction there because it's about a demon-possessed porno magazine. Yes, yes it is. So tell us, Eli, how bad was this movie? So you know how you always thought that the acting in The Blair Witch Project was too good? <laughs> well then strap on in because if you ever thought man all this great acting in the Blair Witch Project is distracting me from a shaking camera <laughs> then the lock-in is the movie for you <laughs> and if you ever thought hey you know what I like the Blair Witch Project but a demon witch who hunts down teenagers in the woods is too realistic well good <laughs> for you because the lock-in has an even less likely monster to chase teenagers around we're assuming there's a monster anyway. Um, yeah, not only is this, in my opinion, the worst movie that we've watched, um, but this may be the single worst thing that ever happened. Uh, you know, like to, to express the misery of this film, you can't compare it to other movies. You have to compare it to like cancer and, and the creditreport.com jingles. It's, yeah, exactly. It, it's too bad to compare to other films. <laughs> yeah, I, this, this movie makes so little the scariest thing about this movie is how large the mega church it's set in is that's right. the most frightening my part of this movie was just like man this could be a homeless shelter that's the scariest <laughs> thing about this film and the most upsetting the mo the ideas behind this film are much scarier than the film itself i have that written so many times like holy shit this space is all devoted to <laughs> mythology uh, now, now we touched on this a little bit last week in the preview review, but if you wanted to watch this one along with us, you probably failed in that effort, and I apologize, but this thing is never going to see the light of Netflix or anything like that, and uh, I honestly think it fell short of YouTube's minimal quality standards because it's not there either. 
Um, and you also can't even buy it from the website for this movie. In fact, um, if it wasn't for the existence of the trailer, you could be forgiven entirely for thinking we just made this fucking thing up. Right, just like, oh man, the guys ran out of movies. Yeah, it's really great. Then there's this scene where a, a lamp chair, Eli, you're just saying what you saw. No, lamp chair comes out of the, comes out of the bookcase hat. Poster of Sam Harris. There's a poster of Sam Harris. Yes, yes, there's a poster of Sam Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Would have made this fucking movie. Um, yeah, no, like, honestly, the big question coming out of this or coming into this one, and I don't even know if I can answer it coming out of it, is whether or not this was parody. So what do you think? Was was this a really, really bad Christian film or was this a really bad parody of a really bad Christian film? This is without question, not a parody. This is a genuine movie that the people made with their full hearts in the hope of getting people off of porn. <laughs> There's no... If it is, it's Tim and Eric level brilliant. But it's not. It's not. If this is a parody, then the filmmakers of this movie are absolute geniuses, and I want to see everything they make ever again, because it's absolutely brilliant. But it's not. It's not. Everything from the scene to the acting to the characters is brilliant, but it's not, so it's terrifying. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. It's like trying to figure out, is that a Jackson Pollock or a fucking splattered paint smock? Um, smock, yeah, exactly. That's what I was looking the, for. Are we looking at a splatter? Are we looking at a dirty smock or are we looking at a movie? Oh, you're looking at a smocky looking movie. <laughs> All right, well, obviously we're all pretty eager to get this over with, but we're going to take a quick break before we do. And when we come back, people will scream at mildly abnormal stuff a lot. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Harry Palms from Harry Palms Pornography Emporium with a special deal for you. Because of some crazy shit involving a holy relic and the accursed paw of a monkey, our latest shipment of analog pornography was possessed with demons, making it impossible to sell on the open market. That means a headache for me... But savings for you. Do you still jerk off to magazines like a person who isn't aware of the internet? Are you confident that you can exercise the demons out of this stuff before you whip your dick out? Or maybe you're just one of them weirdos that pokes shit through your face and likes to dress like you want to fuck a vampire. Who knows, maybe you guys want to get cursed by a demon while you're beaten off. Whatever. If for any reason you're willing to take some of this demonic-infested pornography off my hands, we're selling it at a low, low price of just come get this shit. That's Harry Palm's Pornography Emporium on the corner of 201st Street and Martin Luther King Boulevard. We're right behind the throngs of bitchy old Christian ladies that have nothing better to do than hate on titties. Warning, prolonged use of demonic pornography may lead to headaches, stomachache, convulsions, projectile nausea, owl neck syndrome, violently masturbating with a crucifix while yelling fuck me Jesus, speaking in dead languages, and chafing. Do not use demonic pornography if you're currently taking nitrates for chest pain or plan on attending a church lock-in. Ask your exorcist if you're healthy enough for demonic pornography. If you can't afford your analog pornography, an internet connection may be able to help. And we're back for a movie that was less interesting to watch than the live security feed at your bank. And for a brief shining moment, it was still possible that this movie was going to be good because it wasn't on yet. But then it was, and it was all downhill from there. I think they blew their budget, actually, on the title screen. Yeah, I wrote, um, oh, God, we're thanking the families. Oh, yeah, right. So, okay, so this is, they're going for the found footage genre, so it starts off by like, we'd like to thank the families involved in this very real thing that actually happened with a yeah, demon exactly. possessed porno magazine in it. I wrote one second into this movie and I already call bullshit. <laughs> right. Literally the opening titles of this movie and I'm like, I don't buy it. <laughs> 
All right, so, and now this is going to be a theme throughout the film, but uh, we open up on a, a, a crazy fat dude. The crazy fat dude isn't the, uh, a theme throughout the film. But, okay, so they're going for, again, the found footage thing, but what they're doing is they're using a shitty camera to film it, and then they're adding effects later to make the camera seem shitty. Right, they were like, man, this Canon 260 is too nice. People won't believe that a kid could own this. Really? It's $45. We found this camera in the garbage. No, man, we got to after effects it up. Exactly. Oh, this movie begins and ends on a television color test screen. Yes, so that tells uh, you how much these people know. As though this was aired on television on a major te- network that tests the colors on televisions. <laughs> That's not a thing that just happens at the beginning. That's not a blank video cassette. A video cassette is not just a weird rainbow. That's something that networks do to make sure all the colors are in the right places. Yeah. So the movie just begins and ends with that because they were like, this is what happens at the beginning and the end of movies. I, I- even wrote that i was like oh a test screen they use those in this century yeah right hey one second we gotta get the phonograph hooked up (laughs) we gotta we're gonna beep 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 beep. are you getting the script over there (laughs) and so we we open up on pastor chris or Uh ex-pastor chris who looks like ricky jay's loser son like if ricky jay had a son who's like i don't want to throw cards at watermelons the level of handsome we have going on in this movie and i should point out if you're hoping for anyone in this movie to be more attractive than a strong five you can turn this off right now because that is not happening no everyone here looks like the morlock version of the teenage (laughs) character from a normal movie (laughs) like everyone's younger sister who was kept in a basement escaped and made this movie Oh my god, this was a ugly, ugly film. But I will say, and maybe they recognize that, and that's why they put Pastor Chris right up front, because they're like, it's going to be at least mildly better looking than this most of the time. Right, exactly. You know what? Let's start with our weakest looking person. Chris looks like someone pulled all the hair off a baby doll and then blew up a balloon inside it, so we'll start with... We'll start with Chris, and then we'll ease him into the teenagers that look like they've got a little bit of downs. Just a, <laughs> just a taste of the downs, if you will. Someone just got ever so lightly ground some downs and some black truffle dust over their fetuses. <laughs> So we're 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 meeting ex Pastor Chris, who is recounting this horrible night that we're gonna about to watch the found footage from, and like right out of the gate, this guy says, "Well, I now believe that there's a connection between pornography and demonic activity." Yeah. Let's just say I now believe there's a correlation. Also, he he says, "Uh, they they ask him why he left." So the 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 opening interview is basically, "Chris, why did you leave the church after the night where the scary stuff happened?" And mm-hmm. he says, "I didn't want to stay there and be a part of that kind of thing anymore." And I was like, "Oh, totally! Like you didn't want to brainwash kids and talk yeah. about like invisible." Oh no, you meant porn demons. Never mind. Sorry, sorry. No. I thought you were talking about. <laughs> Telling people they'll go into fire for believing in the wrong wizard, but you meant, you meant magic magazines. <laughs> That's my fault. I also love, like, they had to cut this guy off constantly. Um, and, and, you know, that's a feature that you see in a lot of these uh, found footage type things where they just cut the conversation off and pick it up a, a few seconds later. But this time it was obvious, uh, that they were doing that because this fat bastard rattled on for like 19 minutes on every line he improvised. Yeah, in between each take, they were just like, Chris, you can stop talking, the camera's off, and then, I don't know, I just couldn't see the porn anymore, I couldn't feel the porn anymore. Chris, no one's here. The lights are off. Chris, we're going home, and then the porn magazine, alright. 
you get anything good, we'll ADR it in. Don't worry, I won't. <laughs> I'm going to eat this copier. Right. So, yeah, so he's standing in this very, very squeezed shot next to a copier, and we can see nothing else but that and his gigantic enormity filling the rest of the frame. So I wrote in my notes, he now eats copiers for a living. (laughs) Apparently, yeah, that's where he works. He also says in the middle of this, guard yourself against pornography. And this just created this amazing, awesome image of a knight, you know, who has like a fucking chastity belt on his cock or something like that, has right. to piss through a little trickle down his leg. He also, at one point they ask him, how did you view pornography before? And I wrote, <laughs> I mean, mostly on my computer, but like, if my fiance's in bed, then like I'm on my phone in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, no, you meant like, what did I think of it? Oh, yeah, it's bad. Oh, right, bad. right. Bad porn's bad. I, I wrote, you'll have plenty of time for pornography when you're living in a van down by the river. <laughs> and then he has this crazy moment where he says, um, oh, they brought it in, I don't know, for some kind of last man standing kind of thing. And I was like, what are they going to do with the porn? Hunger Games for it? I don't think they were planning. <laughs> Whoever is the last one alive at the end of this lock-in gets to keep this issue of jugs. <laughs> See, I had a totally different thought with the last man standing, you know, whoever took the longest or something like that. I don't know. That's what we played when we were kids. <laughs> um, so now we go off and we meet our our hero, I guess, uh, Blake, who him and... Okay, so Blake, Nick, and Justin are the three kids at the center of this movie. Justin is behind the camera the whole time. You see him like four times. Um, Blake is a insufferable douchebag. Yeah. To say that he is the least likable character in this movie is like trying to pick your favorite person in the movie Conspiracy. It's like, I don't know, the Colin, that character didn't want to kill all the Jews. It's, it's hard to, Kenneth Branagh seemed the meanest. I don't know. Yeah, it's like trying to find someone to like in Roman history or something. But yeah. yes. He is like, like from the second he's on screen, you're like, okay, if this was a YouTube video where like this, like a plane crashed into this kid while he was in the middle of talking, I probably still wouldn't be able to make it all the way through to the plane crash or something because this kid is annoying me so fucking much. If this was a YouTube video, this is unquestioningly a slap cam video. There's no question that the other film work of this character, Blake, <laughs> is to go and slap people and be like, slap cam. Like this is a Vine star. Blake looks and sounds yes. and behaves. Behaves like a Vine star. I wrote in my notes, Blake looks like Ashton Kutcher had a son with Downs. That's, oh, wow. if you want to know what Blake, Blake, oh. Trisonomy joke number two, check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but before that, we have to point out, Justin is alone in his room. He turns on the camera and then sits on his bed and leaves his back to it. And I was like, is this kid going to jerk off? Are we going to watch this kid jerk off in his room? <laughs> Uh, it's not the first time I had that thought, or not the last time I should say that I had that thought in this movie. Right. So Blake comes to the door, and at first he has to do this monologue about, we're about to go to the church lock-in, and uh, we don't know how exposition works, so we're just going to tell you what the movie's about right up right. front with me. We're going to find a porn magazine with a demon in it, and that <laughs> demon's going to scare us, but don't you worry, because the power of Christ compels us. Credits. There you go. But God, that would have been... <laughs> Every bit is good. No, actually, no. Okay, so this is uh, the only good thing that ever happens in this movie is about to happen. Oh, yeah. Blake knocks on the door like an asshole, and then we meet Nick's mom. And honestly, if this movie had just stayed on Nick's mom for the rest of the entire fucking movie. 90 minutes of Nick's mom. Nick's mom looks and acts like the chicken lady from the kids in the hall sketch. Yes, yeah. (laughs) And right. 
her house is decorated like an Olive Garden waiting room. <laughs> and she is, I, to describe this actress's performance is fucking impossible. This actress behaves like her character, like, if the backstory of this character is right before Blake opened the door, Nick's dad hit the mom in the back of the head with a shovel, all of her behavior <laughs> would make sense. Because she seems totally unconnected to reality. No, like, okay, so, like, occasionally she's just a normal person, and then she's screaming at the top of her lungs, and then she's ba- prattling on about the the most insane of shit yeah no i don't know that i could do it justice right i I wrote in my notes ironically the acting in this movie is far worse than porn so they they could have learned maybe if they weren't afraid of the porn demons they would have learned uh, (laughs) how an actor prepares i don't know yeah she looks like she's into it so look like you're into it got it (laughs) make eye contact with actors when they are in the room with you So then they, they pick up Nick's, Nick's sister's wedding photo. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, Nick's sister, Blake picks up the photo and he's showing it to the camera. He's like, oh, Nick's sister is so hot. Which, which begs the question, if they jerk off to Nick's sister's wedding photo, does it then become born and then oh. act as a demon portal? Like, does everything <laughs> you jerk off to there become porn? Is it one of those, like, it's, I can't describe it, but I know it when I see it kind of situations, cause then, right. cause I've, I want you guys to know, I've made a lot of weird stuff portals for demons then. You should just be aware. <laughs> right. I, I have an all that DVD set, which is just all full of demons at this point, and I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> So, yeah, and, and also, by the way, we're going to learn about 47 times here that Nick has a crush on Jessica. Yes. Uh, we're going to say that over and over again throughout the uh, first eight, nine minutes of the film. In case you don't get it the first time, Nick has a crush on Jessica. And Jessica has a crush on Nick. But again, because this is a Christian movie, again, not a parody, because this is a Christian movie... They're not teenagers who are like, oh, you're going to fuck Jessica tonight? He's like, oh, tonight we're going to get Nick and Jessica to talk to each other. <laughs> yes. And then they're going to get married. Well, he even says, this is the night that you and Jessica will kiss. Now, these are supposed to be high school seniors. Yeah. On on their own video, on their own time. Um, Yeah, yeah. So I, apparently this is what the youth pastor who put this thing together thinks that kids talk about yes right exactly okay now it's gonna get a little racy because we're gonna talk about some premarital kissing i don't know if i'm comfortable with that all right nick's mom calm down what's a door all right i'm afraid of light okay well if you could just can someone give her her pills i don't take them i hide them under my tongue all right this is why is she in the movie i made all the food one of your sandwiches has glass in it. <laughs> but I'm not telling you which so one. Th- this is where we meet Nick, and Nick looks like Alvin from the Chipmunks raped Biff from Back to the Future. <laughs> That's, if you need an image of what this character looks and like. And has bad acne, and, or, yeah. or was bobbing for um, French fries right before we met him. Yes, that's exactly. that's pretty much perfect. Um, and then, so they, they get Nick and they're heading downstairs to go to the lock-in and we've only seen, uh, we've only gotten a taste of Nick's mom's insanity on the way in, but mm. on the way out, she hears them talking about how Nick is going to hook up with Jessica and possibly kiss or something and she freaks the fuck out. So then we get to spend about seven or eight minutes listening to Nick's mom give Nick the sex talk. 
Yeah, Nick's mom and Nick's dad. Now, yeah, again, right. if Nick's mom looks like the chicken lady, Nick's dad looks like fat Robert Duvall. Like, I want you to imagine Robert Duvall while they were filming Godfather 3 and he was just sitting at home eating mashed potatoes, just like, you fucking couldn't give me an extra $10,000. It's supposed to be a better movie. That's what <laughs> I assume he shot this film. Well, just imagine if, if um, Robert Duvall got stung by bees for an hour and a half. That's <laughs> right, what this yeah. male care. And they have the weirdest, I don't know if it's supposed to be a sex talk or a religion talk, but they have the weirdest talk that anyone's ever had with their child, and it lasts for like 85 minutes. It does, and it's clearly supposed to be funny, sort of. I guess, yeah. but they're not making fun of the, I, you know, they're not making fun of the message that's being sent, which is keep your dick in your pants and never touch it and be ashamed of yourself every time you have an erection. Um, they're making fun of the way it's being presented. Like, oh, right. these people don't know how to shame a child's sexuality. Right. <laughs> if we, if we were writing a movie about crazy Christians and bad Christian parenting, this is the scene we would write. So the mom says, did you pray about this? Mm-hmm. She says, did God introduce you to her? Did God introduce you to her? I don't want you getting anybody pregnant. Don't touch her. <laughs> at, at which point I wrote, does she not know how pregnancy works? <laughs> she has a kid. And then he mentions that they met in math class and she goes, oh, did you solve her problems for her? Yeah. Like, and then when but, they say they, so they went to a pizza parlor. This is part of, they. I guess mm. they got pizza. And so she says, front or the back seat? Front seat or the back seat? And I wrote in my notes, that's anal, right? She's asking about <laughs> anal? Way to go, mom. I get it. And then the dad comes in and it's just, it's, he goes, yeah, we went to Luigi's for some pizza. And literally, this is exactly what happens. I'm not exaggerating or making it up. No will back me up. He goes, we went to Luigi's and he goes, Luigi's, no weenie, no weenie. <laughs> Which was just fucking insane. There's a mo, and it has nothing to do with anything. They're just like, oh, where'd you go? We went to Luigi's. No weenie. No weenie. Which means no penis? I guess. No penis. Yeah. He doesn't have a penis. He shouldn't have a penis. <laughs> By the way, if you want a character who is aware of how crazy it is, there is a terrified poodle in this scene in the background that reacts <laughs> the way I do to this movie. The poodle's like, I don't know why everyone's shouting. This is weird. I have a strange haircut for a dog. <laughs> if you get your hands on this movie, however, if you if it ever comes out and you listen to this episode, you get a chance to see this movie. Watch the dog in this scene just be morally confused <laughs> by all the behavior. Dog's just like, I'm going to go shit in the kitchen. This is – I don't like this. <laughs> It's fucking insane. None of this, none of this conversation makes sense. The mom asks if there will be separate bathrooms for boys and girls. This fucking, this woman doesn't, isn't aware how reality works. No. Let alone how, like, sexuality. She's like, will there be doors there? Yeah, mom, it's a building. What's a roof? <laughs> so then they get into the, uh, they jump in the car to leave and everything and, um, Whew. Uh, so, yeah, Blake says, hey, Nick, your parents are insane, man. And I'm thinking, no, like, but you, not in a funny way, though. Like, they're mentally ill, like this poor kid. That's not like a, hey, Nick, your parents just really gave it to you. It's like, hey, Nick, are you okay? We can take right, you somewhere. Right, you exactly. To, we can skip this lock-in, man. Your mom didn't seem to know what doors are. <laughs> I'm worried about them. <laughs> Nick's parents just have terrible Alzheimer's. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly, and nobody knows because they're too busy with the porn demons, I guess. At which point we turn to Justin, and we get the first, like, 
bullying Justin scene. Mm-hmm. Where, That's where, regular. and by the way, if you think we're ever gonna address this behavior except to make fun of it, we're not. Where we find out that Justin has a habit of digging through the garbage. Right, okay, so now, going into this, I saw the preview, and I saw that they find a porno magazine in the garbage, and I thought to myself, this is the sloppiest way you could possibly set up they find a porno magazine in the garbage by having them say, hey, Justin, you need to stop digging through dumpsters like you dig through dumpsters sometimes, you dumpster digger. And as sloppy and heavy-handed as that was, that actually didn't turn out to have anything to do with why they were in a dumpster to find the porno magazine. So I guess they just figured that was something that the other, like, we need a quirk for Justin. Uh, yeah. What's a good quirk? Uh, he tor- he ties animals up and tortures them to death. Uh, that's good. That's uh, good. Something uh, like that without... Uh, uh, he dresses know, up like G. a woman and fucks himself. <laughs> uh, he, he, he digs through dumpsters looking for there stuff. There we go. There yeah, we go. go. Nailed did, it. Did, yeah, got it. Got it. Good. Good job. <laughs> Lunchtime. Lunch. Let's break for lunch. It's a good writer's meeting. Cause it's fun, they, and it's never dealt. He digs through dumpsters, and he he has this moment where he goes, "I found a kite in there last week," and they're like, "What are you doing, flying kites?" And I'm like, "No, man, what are you doing digging through the garbage?" <laughs> right. Kites are fun; they go up in the air. <laughs> what 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 a joyous time to be had! Why are you digging through the garbage? Is the question you need to ask your friend, not why are you flying kites? Why oh, are you which- flying garbage kites? <laughs> oh, and then they attribute it to the fact that he's homeschooled. And yeah. I got to, I got to watch this with my fiance who was homeschooled. And I turned to her, literally, I turned to her and she goes, no homeschooled people don't go through the garbage. <laughs> Cause I just wanted to check and see if that was like a thing that well, was part of homeschool. Yeah. I, well, no, I, I'll tell you what. I, I was also homeschooled. Um, not for crazy religious reasons. Like most people are homeschooled. Those people probably go through the garbage. I don't know. The crazy religious homeschooled people. Quite possibly. If you're an 18 year old and you're caught, you're referring to your grandparents as pop, pop and nana to your, uh, to your friends, you're probably the kind of guy that goes through garbage. So yeah, that sure. was actually probably the most believable thing in the movie that this guy digs through the garbage. So now they find, uh, they Just drive by a dumpster. Fucking a bag of wet pizza crusts. <laughs> <laughs> I got one for everybody, guys. Right. So. So they drive by a dumpster and they stop at the dumpster, not so that Justin can pick through it, but because Blake's car is dirty and they want to clean it out. Right. And this is where they where they find the demonic porno magazine that will be at the center of this and film. And man, did no one who was a part of this movie have access to a porno magazine. <laughs> this It's a paper bag and it clearly, it very clearly has a Martha Stewart home living movie magazine in it. We never, they open it up several times. We never see anything but words. We mm-hmm. never see so much as a picture of a woman. They couldn't even find a fashion magazine. This is, this movie, <laughs> they were like, it's fine. We'll just take this home living magazine. We'll crumple it up and everyone will look at it like it's a fucking peak box. Cause no one at any point looks at this thing. Cause if you find a porn magazine, and I know, cause when I was young, I found porn magazines with my uh-huh. friends. The first thing you do is you open it up and show everyone the titties. You, should, right. you don't you don't take turns slowly opening it by three degrees and being like, yeah, you see those titties in there? No, because the book is closed. Well, there's titties in there. 
<laughs> never, never do they turn it sideways, open a centerfold, nothing. And by the way, this thing is covered in like a brown paper bag constantly. Like yeah. there's a half, like a there's like construction paper or whatever. Like you remember when you were a kid and and, and you would make I don't know maybe you, maybe you didn't grow up as poor as me, but you'd make the book covers. Yeah, make your brown. own book covers. That's exactly it. Someone made a book cover for this porno. <laughs> Well, I'm going to be using this a lot, and I don't want the cover to get all ripped up, so I'm going to cover it with a, a with a grocery People get bag. weird on the subway uh, <laughs> when I'm beaten off to it. I, th- I think it's because they can see what the magazine is. Yeah, exactly. So. Maybe uh. they'll just think I'm I'm beaten off to uh, something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy's just jerking off to to uh, home and garden. <laughs> when you're done with that, may I use it? <laughs> And then, they, and then they have this moral quandary moment of what to do with the magazine. Should we put it back in the trash? Should we keep it? Beating off to it never seems to come up for some reason. Um, but what ultimately happens is that they sneak it into Nick's backpack without him knowing. Right. That's going to be important later. Very important. So then they, they drive into the lock-in where they are cat-calling boys in the parking lot. Like, they're driving in, they roll down the window, and they're like, Hey, man, what's going on? Oh, nice sleeping bag. You gonna sleep in that sleeping bag? All right, bye. It's just a very, again, they were like, we need 90 minutes. Let's do a scene where they cat-call people. Apparently. Uh, and they this is where we meet Jessica and Genesis. Genesis is the fucking other chick's name. Her name is Genesis. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Her little brother Corinthians will show up later in the film and then Jesus. So Jessica Jessica and Genesis, who are both hard fives. Solid, solid. I fives. think you're being generous. This this is why these kids are finding Dumpsto Porner magazine. Because the, <laughs> the hot girl in this film, you're like, ugh, I mean I don't want to look at no. the movie now because she's on it. Yeah. <laughs> And apparently right. complimenting your sleeping bag is the way to her heart because that's the way they go. Right. This was such bizarre because it's like it's and, – and we see this in a lot of Christian movies but never quite this bad um, where they have to have the, the characters flirting. Right. But you can't refer to sex and you can't refer to like anything that – Movies would, or life or, or love or yeah, anything. Exactly. So they're just like, you're wearing hat. <laughs> right. Basically. I am wearing hat. <laughs> Marriage now? <laughs> <laughs> that's about it yeah but this is when right. fat pastor chris shows back up in the film and i was a happy man right yeah exactly now pastor chris gives the weirdest introductory to a lock-in speech you've <laughs> i did i don't know about you you ever go to a lock-in yeah yeah the lock-in they go hey guys keep it safe we're it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a good time we're gonna play some games here are the activities for the night don't fuck each other that was it at the very end they said hey don't fuck each other. We all <laughs> fucked each other anyways, but they said don't fuck each other. But it was at the end. Mostly what you talked about was the activities and where to eat and the fun. 99% of this speech is do not fuck each other. <laughs> the first thing he points out is, oh, we have security cameras with night vision in Dude, this right? church. What? We have, we have government security <laughs> at this church. You know the White House, the cameras they have? Yeah, same ones yeah, here. It's does. like a $75 million system. <laughs> they might as well have said, we have the lasers from entrapment here. <laughs> Just, guys are wondering, we got the Mission Impossible 2 room downstairs. Tom Cruise has to lower himself through the ceiling. That was, that was uh, so he says, one. Big Brother is always watching. He also says that if you, the internet will text me if you look at anything inappropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have that, too. Um, he also promises fun and excitement, and I'm looking at this guy, and I'm saying to myself, there is no way 
that that guy has ever considered anything fun and exciting that did not involve a D20. Right. <laughs> uh, this is also when he tells them that nothing but side hugs yeah. and that guys have a red box, girls have a blue box, don't make a purple wait, box. Wait, uh, wait, what? No, okay, okay, it took me a second, but I get this because vaginas are boxes, and when you hit them hard enough, you bruise them, I guess, and they turn purple. So yeah. he's saying be gentle. Yeah, I wrote in my note, this is extreme kink that I have not heard of. <laughs> Some kind of box play. I'm into it. I'm just saying, I'm into it. <laughs> also, the, the pastor gives a little prayer at the end of this thing. And two things I wanted to point out about the prayer. First of all, Blake is taking God as seriously as I do. The, the entire time during the prayer, yeah. Blake is going, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> and then um, also, the pastor actually fucks up the prayer. You know, he actually like stumbles and, and, and has to go back. And they don't, they didn't retake that. Nothing in this movie was retaken, and nothing that oh, was yeah, taken no. was not used. There is nothing on the cutting room floor. There is no question that at the end of this movie, the filmmakers looked at each other and they were like, I don't know why everyone says making movies is so hard. We got every shot in one tank. We literally just put the tape into <laughs> iMovie, and that's the film. I don't know. Seems pretty that's... easy to me. They shot it in order. <laughs> uh, all we need to do is put this After Effects face onto this kid, yes! and the movie is over. <laughs> Get some bear sounds in there, and we're ready to go. Um, yeah, and not only that, but he has a very buddy-buddy prayer. He's like, okay, uh, Lord, uh, keep up the good work in there. Uh, you're doing great. I've always loved you. Um, go, uh, go Broncos. Go Broncos. All right, goodbye. Like, what the fuck is this? Is this a church? It's like if someone was like, Eli, you do the prayer. I would have been like, oh, uh, hey, God, what's going on? You done watching the rapes? Happy birthday. <laughs> When's your birthday? We never talk about your birthday. Please stop killing babies. <laughs> Love, Eli. Love? Yeah, your friend, cordially, <laughs> cordially best, yours. <laughs> best Eli. From the desk, written, dictated, but not read, Eli Boston. <laughs> uh, so now we're waterboarding genesis for information about whether or not jessica likes nick even though the camera turns and jessica and nick are talking and very clearly like each other yeah exactly exactly to which yeah. of course jessica uh they've got to they've got to bring the porno mag back out so jessica's like oh what's in your uh backpack there nick uh is there are there cookies in there and <laughs> right. and he goes i don't know let's check and see if there are cookies in there um and of course there ain't no right. cookies in there. But she she reaches in into the paper bag filled with paper. So she's like, "Are these paper cookies? I like paper cookies. Is there pictures of cookies? And then inside, you wish. Do the snozberries taste like snozberries?" Right. So her first instinct when she opens up this dude's backpack is, "Oh, here's a brown paper bag that looks like it came out of a dumpster. Let's check. Let's check. Let's that check out. there for the cookies." Yeah. Right. And she reacts to this porno like it's pictures of them murdering a homeless guy. <laughs> That's. And by the way, the least believable thing in this movie is that a girl with a nose ring wouldn't be okay with you having porn in your bag. Listen, my friends, right. I grew up in the 90s. You pull out porn for a girl with a nose ring, she's going to be like, oh, man, that's some softcore shit. Let me show you this. <laughs> you seen the movie Shit Eating Bitches? Two, eat two girls, one cup. It's the full film. 90 minutes, man. I got it on my phone. <laughs> Pastor Chris gets a text. God damn it, Jessica. I'm just watching it for the articles. There's no articles. <laughs> 
So yeah, she finds the porn, screams like shit. She's like, "You're disgusting! You've seen naked people. You have seen pornography." Ah! And she, so she runs and gets uh, Pastor Chris and his wife so that they can uh, chew them out and have uh, a very awkward sex talk. Right? They have they have a talk. Uh, and by the way, we should point out that he is filming this through the door. This this is not the first yes. time this will the last time this will happen. But the they have a magical camera that can <laughs> get fairly perfect sound through a window or a door they just failed to mention their friend steve who's holding a boom over everybody in this movie and they just never talk to him yeah because that's how cameras work and also i want to point out how ridiculous it is to watch this fat fucking bastard that was probably beating off as recently as the first take of this scene telling this teenager about how he should never look at porn Right, they were like, "Chris, uh, you got you porn still on your computer? You wanna, you wanna close that window?" Oh yeah, sorry, Genesis oh, my, oh, my was bad. changing her T-shirt earlier, and you know, <laughs> we don't want to repeat a last year. No, Chris, we don't. <laughs> you went to jail. You're on a list now. I know, I know. <laughs> Live, you learn, you get. Jesus forgives me, and that's all that matters. All right, well, <laughs> apparently, yeah. And also, so okay, so at this point, he looks up and uh, sees that Justin is filming, like very clearly standing right in front of him, filming in the window. And and Blake goes, "Oh shit, they saw." So then they make him come in and let him keep filming as they chastise, right. or as he continues to chastise right. him. We're not going to tell anybody about this, but we are going to let your friend film it. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Also, Justin's, uh, they, they, they're like, where did it come from? Oh, we found it in a dumpster. And the pastor turns to Justin and goes, Justin, were you dumpster diving again? So apparently this is something that everyone knows about. Right, everyone knows that Justin goes through the dumpster and does not care. No. Everyone's just like, yeah, no, Jess. Old J-Dog going through the dumpster again. Can't help it. Found a squirrel last week. Kept trying to eat it. Anyways, that's not my job. My job is do you believe in Jesus? Right. Also, we got it. We can't uh, glaze over this line here. At one point, uh, Pastor Chris says to Nick, he's like, when you were looking through that magazine, did it occur to you that that could be my daughter? And uh, Nick goes, well, it wasn't. He goes, well, not this time. Those are the actual lines in the movie. Yeah, I wrote, does... Does Pastor Chris's daughter do porn? Where's that backstory? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to see the backstory where Chris's daughter is Alexis Texas, <laughs> and he's just he's just keeping up a competitive branding thing. He's like, oh, I I, I can't help but notice, but my daughter's not in this one, man. <laughs> you got a problem with her stuff? <laughs> Sasha's been working really hard lately, man. You know, she's got her own website. Well, and also he goes like, he's like, oh, and would you just go and watch my wife take a shower? And and I'm like, you know that these girls are aware the cameraman's yeah, there, right? They get permission and in, stuff. They, they might think that, uh, th I wrote in my notes, they might think that porno is an accident. Like that the <laughs> people just get walked in on fucking and some guy's like, oh, fuck, take pictures, take pictures. And they're like, well, it is what it is. I guess we're ending up in Hustler magazine now. <laughs> Apparently. So their solution, uh, now that they have this porno magazine, is that they're going to burn it. They're going to burn it. They're going to take it out in the parking lot and set it afire so that even the ashes will not be able to be uh, reconstituted to see tits in the future. Only you can prevent forest fires, people, because they go out to the parking lot by the gar by the dumpster yes. to... To, to burn it. But before they do, they have another buddy buddy prayer with God, where he's like, God, we love you just for who you are. 
you had me at hello, God. Uh, you complete me, God. It's just the weirdest. Again, this guy had never. This is the prayer I would give. I would just be like, God damn, what do people say? Ten things I hate about you, God. You let kids die. No, wait. I'm supposed to say nice stuff. So then the devil makes. I've so the Chris, the pastor, has trouble lighting the actual magazine. Yeah. And I, in my head, I was like, oh, the devil makes the kitchen lighter not work. (laughs) Apparently. So great is his power! I I should point out, too, that they're in the middle of what looks like tornadic wind activity, too. So it didn't occur to anybody that, like, hey, maybe we should wait for the wind to calm down before we do the lighter scene. And, of course, they didn't retake it or anything like that. So we get to watch Pastor Chris try 96 times to light this goddamn thing on fire before he does. Um, yeah. And then they apologize, and he goes, "Well, it's not me. You have to apologize to. It's uh, you yeah. know." And I wrote in my notes, "Who do they have to apologize to? The porno for <laughs> wasting it, <laughs> for setting it on fire? I think it's yeah. the space wizard man." Oh, I get it. I'm sorry. Uh, and then we go back into the church, where once again we will take advantage of the hearing through walls powers of justin's camera uh well we eavesdrop on a private conversation between jessica and rachel and i just want to point out that's illegal you know yeah uh, but oh not o- not only is it illegal but we don't know who rachel is jessica's just on the phone mm-hmm. and she's she's having an out she's having an outline moralizing conversation where she's like i don't know what to do about this i thought he was a nice guy and i want so badly for rachel on the other end of the phone to be like i, I mean i don't know that's really none of your business do you Everyone jerks off. You know that, don't I'm, you? Jessica, I'm jerking off right now. Like I was <laughs> I was playing DJ Diddlesworth and then I saw you called and I was like, okay, I'm gonna pause this video of this man getting choked and talk to my friend Jessica, but as soon as I get off, I'm gonna squeeze this bean until the button pops. I <laughs> I, I loved the line too. Uh, she says, I, I just reached into his brag to get some Oreos, and I'm sure the friend is sitting at home thinking um, did you, I mean, I don't know that euphemism. Uh, is that a, that's a, that's a bowling ball, right? Is there a two in the pink, one in the stink? Yeah. Or is it, you flip your hand upside <laughs> I down? I don't know that Getting one. the Oreos. Which, what's the white stuff in this? <laughs> I'm into it. I want you to know I'm into it. I'm almost there. Just keep describing. Oh no. No, you meant real Oreos. And, and, and I gotta say, and this says probably a lot about me. I'm really familiar with women making f- fake phone calls so they don't have to talk to me and stuff. Um, yep. Been there. Jessica Been there. is really bad at the fake phone call thing because she's not like pausing long enough for the other person to talk. And she then and then she ends the call by going, "I can't even like a guy who had a porno magazine." And I'm like, "Is that something you control? Are you able to just <laughs> not like a person?" <laughs> yeah, I guess the moral message here, by the way, is to the boys watching at home, is that ugly girls with nose rings won't want to fuck you if you're near porn. So get a porno magazine I, as quickly like, as you can. Exactly. I mean, I would rather jerk off to a magazine I found in the dumpster than fuck this girl. Oh, no question. I would rather fuck a magazine. I would rather fuck a magazine <laughs> and deal with the paper cuts than fuck this girl. <laughs> I mean, sure, yeah, there's little cuts all around my... I could fill this magazine with lemon juice, <laughs> fuck it, and get the paper cuts, and I'd be like, well, at least it's not Jessica or Genesis. Ugh. Ugh. So now the we... old uh... country buffet school of acting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, super accurate, by the way. Um, so, okay, so now we, we cut up to their... They're, like, laying out their sleeping bags, and as Nick unrolls his uh, sleeping bag... <gasps> The porno is in the sleeping bag, even though they burned it, guys. Right. Get it? Because it came back because the devil 
has a- and this is where we get the first of the uh, security cameras of the building. And to show oh. that the devil is present, the automatic door opens. Yes. The automatic, very clearly automatic door, because it's got the little handicap window plate, yeah. opens by itself. <laughs> so I, I did not recognize that was supposed to be scary. <laughs> right. Anna went, is that an automatic door? And I said, yeah. And then I realized, oh, the opening of that automatic door is supposed to be scary. <laughs> and then there's a thing swinging. Like, in a corner, we're supposed to see mm-hmm. in another shot, in a rocking chair rocking, and I just wrote in my notes, oh, look, they have a midget that hung itself, too, like in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> it's real stuff, people. Google that. Midget hung himself on the set of Wizard of Oz. That's not true. Um, it's true. It's true. The, um, Don't you listen to Noah. Don't you listen to Noah. A midget <laughs> hung himself on this. This is the last episode of Camp. You Google it. Midget hung himself on the set. You can see his shadow and don't let anybody tell you differently. The government tried to cover it up like the Aurora <laughs> shootings. But if you look at the parents, they're the same actors as the Colorado shoot. Listen, that's on my other podcast, guys. I don't want to cross promote right now, but it's a whole thing. That midget later committed the Aurora shooting. That's the point. All right. I got you. I got you. So, by the way, I want to point out that in order for us to believe – okay, so we're getting this security shot that is apparently following an invisible devil whose first thought is, I'm in a church – Where's a good rocking chair? <laughs> yeah, but I need to sit down. Well, we don't know that this de- this devil is morbid. This devil has very, very weird plans. Yeah. This devil's game plan throughout this night seems to be, I don't know, I'll, like, lock all the doors and make... This is the Chris Christie of devils in my <laughs> mind. Like, I'll lock all the doors and I'll make bear sounds and then have a nice sit in a chair. I'll steal their camera at one point. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't think this through. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> I'll fill up the tub. <laughs> what? I would imagine that all the other demons were making fun of him after this night. Like, dude, is that all you could come oh, up with? Oh, good job, Brian. Really great. Oh, fill up the tub. Oh, no, Brian, don't fill up the tub. Guys, it was my first chance. <laughs> what was I supposed to do? I made everyone disappear. That was pretty cool. We all know that you had Alan do that for you. But I, I was my idea. <laughs> Teamwork. So... Brian the Loser Demon. Where's his movie? Oh, shit. Yeah, that's it's on Kickstarter, folks. Help us out. Um, right. So th- then we get this awkward series of shots where the guys are trying to throw away the demonic porno. And their first thought is, let's go outside and throw it in the dumpster um, where it worked so well last time. Uh, but, the, but the pastor's wife won't let them out because it's a lock and they're not allowed to go out even to their car. Um, and I wrote down, uh, Justin left his insulin out there. You know the rules, guys. <laughs> right, exactly. Sorry, Justin, you're just gonna have to die. A lock-in. It's a lock-in. <laughs> not a let everyone let out. What do we do? We let Justin out for his insulin, and then what? That girl had an asthma attack earlier. She's dead in the corner. <laughs> you didn't see me breaking the rules for her. <laughs> now go play some laser tag, you crazy kids. Right, and so now, once they're thwarted with this, they their their next idea is, hey, there's a trash can on the second floor somewhere. <laughs> they they pass eleven trash cans on their way, and as they do, like the 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 hallways they're walking through, I had to write I had to write down in my notes. Do they go to church in a Zelda dungeon? Right, exactly. There's like leaves on the walls at one point, and yeah, we're we're gonna come back to this, but there are certain hallways of this church that are lit by porno lights, <laughs> yes. just like light pink and light blue yes. lighting. It's very weird. <laughs> so they throw the um, the porno into this garbage can, and as they're walking away, oh, but first, first they say, "Hey, Blake, 
you've got to go, you've got to bury it deep. And he goes, I don't want to be a garbage man. And I wrote in my notes, Blake, that is not what garbage men do. They do not bury garbage deeper into a can. <laughs> Like, what? And again, great, another great euphemism that right. made me wonder if it was a parody when they said you have to bury it deep. But, uh, but then as they're walking away, the garbage can growls at them and leaps away from the wall or something. Right. I wrote, run, there's a bear in that porno, apparently. <laughs> right. The rest of this movie is them being chased by a well, bear. The rest of this movie is like mildly unusual things happening and them screaming and running. Right. Because that's exactly what they're doing. They do. They hear a growl. The trash can falls over and they all scream and run. Like, honestly, like if I, I even if I heard like the most demonic of growls and the trash can fell over, I would be like, is there a fucking bear in the church? I have got to see that shit. You've got a camera. Hand me your camera. Right. My first thing would be raccoon. Right. That's a raccoon. Trash can, scary noise, raccoon. I'd still run away because I'm a pussy. Well, yeah, but you'd get to the bottom of the stairs and you'd all be laughing and going, oh, we just got scared shitless by a raccoon. Right. You wouldn't be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Where are they? Also, the moment they get to the bottom of the stairs, everyone in the church has vanished. Apparently, yes. And all the lights are out. Yeah. And then they immediately turn to Justin and go, Justin, where did everyone go? As though Justin was not with them. Right. Well, we have to spend like four minutes establishing that everyone's gone while they talk to each other about how everyone's gone. Nick goes, where is everybody, Blake? And Blake goes, I don't know, Nick. Where is everybody? <laughs> For four fucking minutes. Yeah, just everyone checks in to make sure that they were all in the same, uh, they were all in the same room. At yeah. which point, he goes, nobody could have made that trash can move. And I wrote in my notes, as someone who can make a trash can move on its own, I'm insulted professionally. <laughs> exactly. That's not even that good a trick, guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, you so, just had the person off camera kick it. We're going to see their feet later on in the movie yes! when they walk into the I'm getting drowned by a demon move. <laughs> I could. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, we'll oh, get there. We'll get to it. Um, But so, okay. And again. Uh, their reaction when they come back downstairs they've left the group they've gone upstairs there was a raccoon or something they come back downstairs everybody's gone their instinct is not well guys this is a really big church let's check to see if they're in the basement or the kitchen or the sanctuary or the other fucking room or the weird demon summoning room that we're going to see the kid in later they don't or or pastor chris's office or any of these this is like a nine-story fucking huge goddamn building but their immediate instinct is oh they must have been demonically removed from the building kidnapped they must have been kidnapped (laughs) yes well that one comes up too They've been noiselessly, silently kidnapped, and all the lights went off. Well, and I love that at one point, uh, Justin says, maybe they're playing hide-and-go-seek or something. Which, again, as stupid as that is for a high school senior to say about a bunch of other high school seniors, it's way more likely than any of the demonic scenarios that they're uh, that they're proposing. But, you know. Right. And I don't know about you, but if I was 18 and I came downstairs at a lock-in and everyone was gone, I would have been like, cool. Got the place all to ourselves. I wouldn't have been like, where is everybody? I would have been like, fun. I don't know where everyone is, but. Yeah, let's twist one up. Yeah, I was going to say, let's smoke this joint that I brought with me. So, and and by the way, like, I want to say again, like every line in this movie is either a summary of what just happened, what is happening, or what's about to happen. Like, or or screaming. Yeah, uh, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Or just. If this, if the lines of this movie were a pie chart, it's like three quarters screaming, and then the last quarter is broken up into 
plot summary, and then there's a tiny sliver of insane mom talk who doesn't know how the world works. Also a tiny sliver of black screen with people breathing. Uh, oh, and, yeah, And breathing. much larger sliver than that than you would hope for, but a tiny sliver nonetheless. Yeah. Um, so now they're all hanging out in the sanctuary, um, right. and then they're like, hey, what's that noise? Let's yeah. let's let's go check it out. They, but they need to sneak up on the noise. They're like, be quiet, be quiet, <laughs> sneak up on And I'm like, sneaking up on the noise? It's, I wrote Scoopy and the gang are going to check it out. Right, exactly. Jinkies. <laughs> Justin drops his glasses. So they go and they open a closet and Jessica is inside and her reaction to the closet being open is to scream, have everyone else scream, and for the camera to blur. Well, and also <laughs> to give you an idea of the film quality we're working with here, she screams so loud that the microphone kicks down. So for the rest of the scene, everybody's super fucking quiet. You can't hear what they're saying. We can't believe we got in one take. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Jessica is in the closet, and she's a screamer. And when they say, you know, what the fuck were you doing in this closet? She says, well, everyone was gone, so I thought they were kidnapped. And so I hid in this closet. Because yeah. that's a logical series of things to both assume and do based on that assumption. Okay. Nobody went to an exit in this movie. <laughs> Nobody no. was like, man, everyone's gone. Let's check outside. Yeah. They exactly. had to, their first instinct was like, let's hide in it. Let's hide here. Maybe they're in the parking lot right. burning a porno or something. Right. He's like, oh, guys, they found a science textbook and everyone's gathered around it singing Kumbaya. <laughs> All right, so and then we get another demon growly sound, and we go through a very long sequence of following them through this church to every different door while they bang on it and whack on it. Oh, let's check the basement. And by the way, the basement has windows to the outside, which is weird. Um, but yes, for like it's a floating house. They th this church is Howell's moving castle, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so for several minutes, we watch them uh, bang on windows and stuff. And at one point, I loved this. You know, somebody brings up, hey, why don't we hit one of these windows with a, with a chair? Oh, this is what, yes, they, so they get down to the basement and he hits the, he hits the window with the chair, like wrestling. He's yeah. very clearly learned how chairs work, hitting things from wrestling. <laughs> like John Cena's gonna tag he's him just, in on that window. He's just tapping the goddamn window because they clearly, you know, they don't have the budget needed to break a window here or anything. Right. So and also, if they broke a window, they would be free. Well, that too. So. So we watch him feebly tap on this door, on this window, going, it won't break, guys. Right. Also, they obviously didn't have the budget in this movie to, like, lock the doors, really. And since most <laughs> big buildings don't have doors that, like, deadbolt from the inside, most of them can open from one side, all of the actors had to pantomime about opening yes. the doors by doing anything but pushing or pulling on the doorknob <laughs> or push bar for the door so they're like eh, i'll try the top of the window how about the bottom of the window how about the middle where the fucking push bar is no no that'll open no how many takes did they just accidentally open the door and be like right. cut blake we said not to open the door i'm sorry it's just can we put something on the other side no people will nope. see <laughs> and when they go back into the sanctuary um you know it's creepy because the the podium with the music is knocked over right and I wrote I, down, no human being would knock over a podium like that. <laughs> Guys, something knocked over the music stand. Must be the devil. Let's run around like fucking insane people. Right. If I saw a knocked over music stand at that point, I'd be like, oh, good. Someone is here. Uh, yeah, right, right. Let's put right. this back up so it doesn't get 
ripped up later. Um, so they, they go through like the back exit of this um, uh, 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 sanctuary or whatever. This is where we find the pink and purple lit hallway or whatever. Which is for baptisms? Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's a giant hot tub hallway. It's a hot tub hallway. That's the only way I can describe it. It's a hallway, but it, the floor is a hot tub. Yeah, exactly. So it's a baptismal, which would be an awesome fuck room. It's um, such, you know, and again, proof that these aren't real teenagers, they don't immediately turn that on and fuck in that water. Yeah, yeah, that would be the thing to do. Um, and, and, but they, but they stop and they say, oh, this is the thing for the baptisms. This whole thing fills with water. Wow. Right. Interesting. And when they said that, Anna turned to me and goes, is this an ad for this church? <laughs> oh, look at this. A lovely baptismal font used by anyone should they feel to feel the right of the Lord. And here's where we usually keep the delicious free refreshments for anyone who comes into our Saturday service. So, yeah, and then this is where they, they, they see the guy and at the at the walking by outside and they bang on the window but he can't hear them and right. it's clearly but the devil like, soundproofed the windows <laughs> yes yes soundproof exactly. the windows oh that's a whole thing do you want us to put up like foam or no 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 <laughs> i want it to look like normal windows so like soundproof it on the out <laughs> exactly. uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to be using a zoom mic in there so i really need it to be quiet guys i need it to <laughs> yeah so now we need the characters to move elsewhere in the film, I guess. So they all go, oh, I'm so hungry. It's been minutes since we ate, That's I guess. What I wrote, I wrote, it's been minutes since we ate. Minutes, I say. <laughs> we have to draw straws and see who eats Justin. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, man, guys, I've seen Pastor Chris. There is no food left in this church. <laughs> exactly. There is there may be, like, somewhere in deep in the bowels of it, there might just be gigantic fucking 40-gallon drums of Oreo cookies somewhere, <laughs> but those things are going to be padlocked shut. You're, you're which, fucked. Which, of course, Jessica will reach in without looking. She'll just be like, I bet there's cookies right in here. <laughs> Don't trust her near a paper shredder. No, oh, look, this looks like, I bet there's paper cookies in. <laughs> shut out <laughs> my hand. At which point I wrote in my notes, I see, this is going to be the Let's Check the Blank movie, and indeed it is. The uh, rest of this film yes. is Let's Check the Blank. Nope. Well, let's check the blank, yes. All right, so now we're in the kitchen, and we get a phenomenal version of what Eli was talking about, about them not actually being able to lock the doors, because apparently the fridge won't open and none of the cupboards will open. And again, right. they couldn't like seal anything up, you know, so they have to like, like when they're trying to, they have to hold one hand on the cupboard while they're trying to pull it with the other hand or yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, this is a mime you would not tip. That's the level of mime we have going. It's just like, eh, eh. it's, uh, you see it open a little bit and they close it again. They're like, fuck, <laughs> right. I'm sorry. Are we cutting? Oh, we're not cutting. All right. Keep going. Eh, eh. Can't get this fridge open. At which point we have the let's talk about porn talk. And this is my favorite scene in the movie. All right. So think the USS Indianapolis scene in Jaws. Yes. Except instead of sharks, we're talking about porn. Yes, exactly. 1,100 sperm went into that gym sock <laughs> that night, but only 316 came out. Ridiculous. It is, it is exactly that. So... It starts with, so they're all yelling at Blake for bringing the porn magazine in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so Jessica says that porn magazines destroyed her family. Her dad <laughs> couldn't let go of porn. And in my head, like, he got eaten by porn magazines, <laughs> like the birds, 
but it was copies of Jugs and Tits magazine. Right. <laughs> Big black ass magazine just latches onto his dad's face and he's like, wah, wah, thanks. Oh, we are so putting the prequel on Kickstarter. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Come on, people. Let's make that movie happen. She goes, do you have any respect for women? And I thought, they're Christians. So yeah, no. it's, they're obligated. Have you read Timothy? Yeah, exactly. Also, what a weird moment where she's like, don't you have any respect for women? You're supposed to marry me and then rape me. You're not supposed to look <laughs> at people who got paid to do what they want with their bodies. That's No, wait, hell no. What happened? <laughs> I forgot. A porn killed my pa. Right, exactly. But then Blake needs to one-up his story by saying that his dad, it didn't destroy his family. His dad just left him a box of porn. That was it. His dad skipped out on him. And left him a box of porn. <laughs> which, I want to see that conversation between Blake's dad and mom. So, you're leaving us and our child? Yep, I've got to go. But here, give this to Blake when he comes of age. <laughs> this is just a bunch of porn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah give a... it to him. This is what I want him to have. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't That's want him gross. beating off the lingerie magazines like I did. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Nick shares his My Childhood Was Destroyed by Porn story. And then Justin, we have a, we get a rare window into Justin's fucked up life because apparently his grandpa caught him. I'm sorry, his pop pop caught him watching porn on his um, laptop and then took the laptop outside and ran over it several times. Right. And again, this is now the third, third Christian movie where a Christian's reaction to porn on a computer is it's, to destroy yes! the computer. <laughs> the third film in which this is a technique employed and no one goes hey man you can just not watch porn on that thing <laughs> every time someone's like nope gotta kill it with a bat i'm glad he just didn't stab out his eyes like fucking oedipus <laughs> nope your eyes saw the porn no way to get that out of there Gish! here use nan nan's brooches and then, of course, something rattles somewhere off screen, so everyone screams repeatedly. Right. The the window, like, moves so... I mean, they might as well just have the person's hand in shot, like, shaking the window, and everyone's like, Demons! <laughs> and Jessica stays, by the way. Everyone runs, but Jessica yes! stays. Just curled up in the corner there, because, yep. yeah, uh, well, you know, what are you gonna do? So I guess we'll just leave her there like all the heroes of this movie chose to, at least for a couple of minutes while we take a much-deserved break. But before we do, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Will Porn's family-destroying massacre continue? Will we spend yet more extremely long periods of this movie watching these characters walk down the same hallways again? Will any single moment in this movie be sane? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for Act 3 of The Lock-In. As bad as this movie was, its single redeeming quality might just have made watching it worthwhile. And that element, of course, is the character of Nick's mom. With gems of dialogue like, Will there be a boys and a girls bathroom? And, What's a lock-in? We couldn't help but wonder what it might have been like to have her present in other films. So without further ado, we'd like to present Nick's mom in film history. The Godfather. Michael, is it true? Don't ask me about my business, Kate. Is it true? All right, this one time, this one time, I'll let you ask me about my fares. Is it true? No. What's a hat? I, I'm sorry, what? What's a hat? Will there be hats there? Where? The, you're confusing me now. I, I don't. Sometimes I hide inside a deer and wait for Christmas. 
Gone with the Wind. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Don't walk out that door! What's a door? Have you prayed about this? Don't touch me, you'll get me pregnant, Nikki! Fuck, fuck, Jesus, okay, okay, I'm going to leave, let go of my arm. I have the right to be a bear! And finally, another Christian film, God's Not Dead. I'm sorry, Professor, I can't do that, I'm a Christian. Nikki! You need to see with your nose in case your face go blue blouse sing song Dario! You have terrible dementia. I'm made of poop worms! <laughs> <laughs> is your porn possessed by demons well then try antipsychotics because you're fucking crazy uh satan i i, I just i just got your plan about the dirty magazine cursing and i had a few questions go ahead uh, all right so the plan is for you to have brian possess an issue of jugs and then hide it in a dumpster so that Teenagers will find it? Yeah, Brian's an excellent demon. I mean, he does great work. Does he, does fantastic work. Yeah, okay, so here's the problem. Uh, he pos- They found it. Fantastic. And- now, when they get into the lock-in center, we shall make everyone else disappear. And then, when they try well, to open the... Yeah, but I, they're just jerking off to it. They, sorry, they, they, they didn't try to, like, burn it or, or run away? No, no, they they got the magazine, but all they're doing is jerking off. I, Br- Brian's still trapped in there, and it, he's he's just been watching these teenagers jerk off furiously for four days. He's and not having a good time here. Oh wow! Uh, can, can we like get him on the phone? Can oh we... sure, yeah. He's been calling for the last couple of days, pretty much nonstop. Hold on, I'll I'll, I'll connect him now. Uh oh god, uh, Brian. You there, bud? How's it going? Jesus fucking Christ! These kids don't stop! Use some lotion! This is terrifying! I moved a trash can and they didn't even notice! Oh! Oh! Oh, wow. Wow, Brian. Brian, buddy, I am so sorry. I did not think it would go down like this. Why don't don't you come on home? I... I am so sorry. I am never doing this again! Ever! Never, ever! Totally, man. We'll just, like... Have you haunt a graveyard or something for the next couple thousand years? This is my bad. I'm in a graveyard! That's where they keep jerking off! And we're back. When we last saw our heroes, they were screaming maniacally at the fact that blinds had rattled. Now, apparently at some point after that, they all fell asleep sitting up in a kitchen, a fact that we're made aware of through the magic of Demon Cam. Demon Cam! Listen, if the (laughs) the porno confessional wasn't a weird enough part of this movie for you, then the part of this movie where the devil (laughs) picks up the camera and just films all of the kids while they sleep is my second favorite. (laughs) And it's a very long scene. Oh, it's three solid minutes of him just getting close to each kid's face, being like, this one's Blake. That's Jessica. Look at them all tuckered out. There's Justin. There's Justin's shoes. (laughs) Yeah. I want to see the security camera footage from that of just a demon holding the camera on a tripod, just like (laughs) beating off on them in their sleep or something. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, so we get four minutes of that. And then the movie like just cuts back in with the audio of uh, of Jessica going, "I I I think it was Genesis, guys. 
Right. We need to, she, her, basically she's like, guys, we need to save Genesis. And everyone else in the movie is like, no, nah, she's fine. No, we're going to let yeah, her go. Exactly. <laughs> so they go and they chase after Genesis and Blake has a moment where he turns. Oh no, Jessica has a moment where he turns and he goes, she goes, guys, this is so scary. And I expected her to just go, aren't you scared audience? Be scared. This is a scary movie. <laughs> Right. And then we get this very weird moment where like something's going on, but they didn't put the camera in the right spot for us to know exactly. And I think we were supposed to. I mean, I think we're supposed to see what's going on. I think they're acting something out, but it's just slightly off camera. So all we see is that there's a door and Jessica's screaming and everyone's freaking out. Yeah. And then we never see Jessica again. No. So yeah, Jessica's getting, Jessica gets eaten by a door. I guess. Now, so they run and they hide in this closet now that Jessica's gone. And they actually, they turn the camera off, but leave the audio on or whatever. So like literally for about 45 seconds, we look at a black screen while these kids are breathing. Right. I wrote in my notes, nice, black screen. I'm going to imagine a better movie on top of it. (laughs) That would help. And now we're moving towards the money shot of the film. Yeah. So they decide against their better judgment to go and see if um, they can save Jessica from the door or whatever. So they they come out of the closet and they're trying their damnedest to set up something, you know, something's creepy. And uh, so like Blake says, hey, what's that? And the camera pans in and it's a ball sitting on the ground. And I'm like, okay, nothing could be in less need of explanation. It's a ball. There's like a kid's area right around here. Um, I'm unimpressed, but apparently the characters in this movie need to know where the fuck that ball came from. Yeah, exactly. Also, it's weird because the, I feel like, I forget what the movie is. There's a great horror movie where they use a ball really scarily, and I can't remember what it, where the ball bounces down the stairs and he throws it in the water and then the ball bounces down yeah, the stairs. Yeah, yeah, right. I right. feel like they saw that movie and they were like, you know what's scary? Balls. <laughs> Like, they didn't realize that they, it was about the ball coming down the stairs. They were just like, no, man, people freak out at balls, man. People hate I've children's toys. <laughs> so, so they wander off and they go into this room, which, by the way, I don't know what the fuck. I mean, I don't know churches that well. I can't even imagine what this room is used for if it's not summoning demons. Because there's just all kind of weird shit on yeah. the floor, like uh, like actors' marks and shit, and weird symbolism. Right, pentagrams and fucking <laughs> hopscotch boards. Yeah, exactly. So there's this kid sitting on the floor, and they go over and they touch him and they turn, and the kid literally does that scare cam face thing that, like, <laughs> try this puzzle, see if you can solve the maze, and then it's like, ah, it's a scary lady's face. That's literally what happens to this kid's face. And then every, and then it is, by the way, it is the first time that something has happened in this movie which would cause me to scream and run away. Everything else has been like, huh, door. Yeah. So they, they kids scare cam faces and they all run away. Now, I should point out, I want to point out two things about this sequence. Number one is that they found a really cute kid. So it, like there was nothing at all creepy about this kid. You're just like, oh, this poor guy, he, he didn't know what he was getting into. All the other actors in this had to know how bad it was. He didn't. Um, and then he, he like makes right. his evil face and they put like a, a filter on it to make him look like a demon or whatever. But the filter, like the face that they're putting on the kid doesn't fit on the kid. So if you watch this scene carefully, and not all that carefully, you'll see that there's a region way outside of the kid's face where this filter is still being applied. Right, where there's also demon face. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So for bad effects, these were bad effects. 
And as they run away, Blake goes, how did that happen to his face? And I wrote my notes, After Effects. That's how that <laughs> happened to his face. <laughs> it's really easy. It's just drag filter. I'll explain it later. Yeah. And then, and then they run to hide in the pastor's office. Uh, where I was kind of hoping they were going to find his massive porn stash, but they don't. Right. Instead, they find footage of an interview that he's done in the past at some point. And so if you're wondering, hey, are we going to watch found footage of found footage? Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> this is the inception of terrible found footage movies. We're going to watch terrible found footage inside other terrible found footage. Yes. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> So apparently they have this image of the pastor interviewing a guy about his porn addiction. Now, I want you to think about this for a second. We're talking about a guy who's going to see his pastor for counseling about something he's embarrassed about, and the pastor is filming it. I guess we're supposed to think it's for some purpose other than beating off to it later. Right. And he goes... We're going to film this. And I wanted so much for the character to go, no, 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 not, not yes. okay for you to film this. That's why, no. that's why I did this secretly so that you wouldn't have film of this. Film would be yeah. the opposite of what I want in this situation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're going to have you do this in front of everybody. No, no, no. That's why I'm in this room alone. <laughs> want to save this for posterity. Um, and it, now we get this guy and he's supposed to be confessing to the horrors of his pornography addiction, I guess. And this is the funniest goddamn dialogue. He's going like, well, it's, it's stepped up in terms of the intensity. And I'm like, use some lotion, loosen your grip. You'll be yeah, fine. Exactly. Huh? Getting in my head. I'm like, oh, he's getting into weirder stuff. And let me say, that's great. That's a great time in your porn experience when you've, you know, you're two in and nobody's coming home for another hour and you're like, maybe I'm into this thing and you find out you are. And then that's what you are now. But that's that I listen. I sympathize with this guy where you click on the video that, oh, I would never like this. And then you're like, oh man, I'm into that. Well, then now I learned that about me. I get it. I sympathize with this character and then he's figuring some stuff out. He went down the rabbit hole of the porn website and I understand him. I understand him and I sympathize. Listen, none of us think we're ever going to click on that thumbnail, but the fourth or fifth time in, he's still got another 25 minutes. I get it. I get it and I forgive <laughs> Who you. Who knows? But, but that's not what this is about. No. Instead, he says that he started to realize he was being watched by people. Well, or he was seeing stuff out of the corner of his eyes. Yeah, and I thought at first that he was just whacking it so hard he was getting spots, which I'm like, good, good on you, dude. Obviously, yeah, good on you, man. Sit technique. on your thumb. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> um, but no, and he's talking about like, oh well, my wife caught me and she's threatening to leave me. I'm like, okay, well that's her issue. It's you know? exactly what I wrote. I wrote seems like her issue, bro. Yeah, right. Um, and he also says at one point talking about his porn addiction. I shit you not. I don't know how to beat this thing, Pastor. And I so wanted Chris to move around to the front of the camera and say, let me show you how to beat this thing, man. Let me show you how to beat this thing. <laughs> he says, sometimes I want it more than my salvation. And I'm like, oh, wow, you want an orgasm more than something that doesn't exist? Must be something wrong with you. Yeah, exactly. You're broken. <laughs> this real thing is so much more tempting than this playing pretend we do once a week. <laughs> Well, I also love because when he says like, you know, the house is different. I, I see things out of the corner of my eyes. Pastor Chris's immediate response is, 
What kind of things? Peoples? Spirits? Like, really? That's yeah. where your mind went immediately? Right. People and spirits? Yeah, you watch just people watching you jerk off? Is that, is that what's going on? And listen, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I've been caught jerking off a bunch of times, and it never bothered me. I'm just always like, yeah, well, you shouldn't have looked into your own window. That's not nothing to do with me. <laughs> don't deliver the mail at 12 p.m. on a Tuesday if you don't want to see me jerking off, man. I like a nice lit room when I'm doing it. That's on you. You didn't have to go to this Seven Eleven, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then we get the 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 guy who's doing the interview. Apparently, they realized, oh, this scene is really boring. So then they made him do the the demon growly face thing at the end too. Well, first he's crying. He's like sobbing with remorse, yeah, and yeah. then he's possessed and goes like, does the again the scary face thing where he goes like into the camera, yeah. and that's the uh, that's the end of the. Meta found footage, found footage. <laughs> right, yes. And then we move back into the regular found footage as the kids react to what they've just seen. Right. At which point they find the Bible and they give us the broiest version of Jesus talking to the guy when he's possessed. It's like, so this, hey guys, I found this p- part where this bro was possessed and Jesus was like, whoa. And the bro was like, no. And the bro was like, grah. And the Jesus was like, raw. And I want to point out too that the part of the Bible they're talking about, this is the part of the Bible where God, uh, where Jesus meets a naked dude in a graveyard and then sends thousands of demons out of him into a herd of pigs and then murders the pigs. Like, that's the part of the, the Bible that they're talking about. That's like the, 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 the key moment in the movie is they're like, oh, I just read this part of the Bible that makes perfect sense in this context. <laughs> Guys, did you see all those pigs outside of the lock-in earlier? I think right. I've got an idea. <laughs> Oh, what a great ending to this movie that would be. It would have been awesome. Oh, where's that ending? (laughs) Just Blake with a scythe, just pigging his way through. They're just covered in blood and walk back into the lock-in. Don't worry, guys. I figured, I fixed it out. Did you kill all of Farmer Allison's pigs? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. But don't worry. First, I put demons in them. Oh shit. So yeah, so this is where they have to like um they have to go into this whole like uh I think that porno magazine belonged to that guy and got possessed by a demon moment. To which right. Blake says, Oh come on, man, we're in a church. How does a demon get into a church? Yeah, there's the logical hole in your theory. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, to be fair though, I actually thought that was pretty valid. If the mythology of this movie is correct, and they're surrounded by like crucifixes and holy water and bat symbols and whatever the fuck else Christians have to fight off demons, shouldn't the demons have been upset? Shouldn't they have not been able to entirely take over for a church, make a pastor and all of its Christians vanish just because kids brought in a dirty mag? You would think. And well, yeah, I mean, and I had to write down in my notes, yeah, because the kids like, uh, well, if demons can possess people, why couldn't they possess a porno magazine? And I'm like, he's right. This makes sure. exactly as much That's, logical sense the laws. as the rest of your religion. So I guess, I guess, sure, why not? I can't be like, well, that part is silly, <laughs> right? Demons and people, I'll buy, but demons in paper—that's crazy talk. <laughs> Also, he says, how do we undo it? And I wanted so bad for somebody to say, we have to put the cum back in our dicks. 
Yeah, Scott Walker runs in. I caught it all. Don't worry. Here it is. It's a baby. (laughs) I've been singing it a lullaby. (laughs) And then, of course, um, they hear a noise. And like in every other moment in this movie, when they hear a noise, they have to go check it out. Right. And this time it's even more innocuous because it's like, what's that sound? It sounds like running water. Let's go check it out. Like what could be more normal than hearing running water in a building? Right. Exactly. Or in running water, not just running water in a building, running water in the place where there's water. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the de- again, the de- the demon to freak people out turned on the tub. Let's not <laughs> just, just for a second, let's reflect. The thing that freaks them out at this point in the movie is that the demon turned on the tub. There's a tub, the demon turned it on and they're like, "How could that be?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Demon turned on the tub, man." <laughs> that so far the least you just saw a, ba- a baby with a demon's yeah. face and you're like, "Oh my god, a tub." <laughs> So they move back to the sexy baptismal and find out that it's turned on. They don't do anything about it. They don't turn it off. They don't say, hey, you know, I guess somebody probably turned this on. I I wonder if there's somebody around here. They just walk by and go, that's so weird. The water is turned on. That thing is a quarter turned like it would be if you wanted to turn it on. Weird. So weird. Why do we need this scene? We don't. Oh, who the fuck knows? Because later on, water. But anyways. Yeah. So now we cut to the craziest part of this movie. Again, this movie's been fun. This is the craziest. They are now drunk Apparently. or high. Yes. Right? Because they're acting drunk. Uh-huh. And they, they don't explain it. It's not like they got into the fucking sacramental wine or anything. Yeah, no, they're just, they've just gone mad, apparently. Like that, yeah, that, seeing the water in the thing was too much for them, and now they're insane <laughs> children. So they're acting drunk or high, and they have drawn their faces onto paper cups, and are using them to reenact the night with a cup puppet show. Yes! It's like, what? Live in this moment. Live in this moment. I'm a 28-year-old man describing about a moment in a movie where everyone reenacts the actions in a horror movie with a cup puppet show. (laughs) I wrote down, if nobody comes in one of those cups, I'm going to be pissed. And no one came in any of the cups, I am pissed. A good good game of Ookie Cookie would have really made this movie. (laughs) So... So not only that, not only do they have a cup puppet show, but Blake gets pissed off at the cup puppet show for whatever reason. And my, I have a theory. I think that Blake got pissed off with this movie and left and and they just kept the footage and made it seem like it was him (laughs) getting eaten by, cause he's like, this is fucking stupid. This is stupid. Yes. We're leaving. And he leaves. And I, I guarantee you they just cut out the part where he was like, this is a stupid movie. This was a <laughs> stupid idea. You can't use any of the footage with me in it. I don't care that I signed the waiver. <laughs> so, um, and that's Blake's exit from the movie. That's it. And we never see Blake. Well, we see Blake again, but we never, but yeah. Blake is now gone. Yep. And they don't look for him or anything. He's just. Gone, so they run and hide some more. Right, they run and hide some more. more. And then Nick takes the camera to the same room and has a Walter White confession. Yes, exactly. But Justin's in that room. It's not like Justin's in a different room at that point in the movie. So we're supposed to believe that Nick just took the camera into the other corner of the closet and was like, hey, Justin, just once I'm going to deliver a final message in case the demon eats me to my parents. (laughs) Hey, mom and dad, it's me. I see porn every day. 
And then he, then he says into the camera, he goes, if anyone sees this, please take this as an example. And I said, yeah, use this movie as an example. That's like people using Blair Witch Project as an excuse not to go hiking. <laughs> right. He goes, Des, don't mess around with this stuff. It's not harmless. And, and then I wrote, unless demons can't possess titty magazines, in which case it's definitely harmless. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I love I love that but the movie takes a moment to be like take this movie seriously this really happened and it's like no it didn't so no I won't <laughs> so then we get the buddy buddy we're the last two men standing and neither of us is black so we don't know which is going to die next moment right and this is this is more melodramatic this is like all hope is lost but it's a titty magazine and yeah. nobody else cares <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> and it's really bad fake crying. Like, cause they're all, they're supposed to be like crying, I don't know. Really but it is bad terrible. Fake it's like, it's, at a certain point, you're just like, hey guys, um, you could have brought in some onions or something. You, you know, it's not like, right, yeah, anything. It's not like somebody anything. needed to start crying mid scene in emotional response to something that's happening. The camera's just cutting off, like turning on and they're crying and filming themselves crying for some reason, whatever. But like, yeah, there are, there are ways to go with this. I would have been happy to kick you guys in the nuts. <laughs> exactly. I would have happily pulled hairs out of your leg until you were actually right. crying. Exactly. <laughs> and this point we get, they turn on their Halloween ghost tape. Which just yes. has scary sounds on it. Jesus. And literally, the first sound that they hear is, I kid you not, a T-Rex sound effect. <laughs> it is very clearly like, Rah! and I was like, oh, so there's a T-Rex in the church now. Apparently, yeah, it's like night out in the... Because I own that ghost tape. I work in haunted houses. I own that right. tape. I knew what sounds were coming next. I was like, now it's going to have the running children. The chain Now rattles. it's going to have the screaming woman. Yeah. And cut. <laughs> And then, apparently, Nick disappears as well. Nick disappears. This movie's so lazy that they didn't even bother to kill Nick off as a character. No! Blake, maybe he gets eaten by a demon. Jackie, she gets eaten by a door. But Nick, <laughs> he's just gone. They didn't yeah. have the time. They ran out of tape. Nick's gone. Guess, Go fuck yes. yourself. So, and, and now, again... We have to imagine that this kid, like, wakes up in this dark closet or whatever, and his first instinct is to turn on his camera so that we can get this audio, and then go, hey, Nick, Nick, where are you, Nick? Nick, are you there? <laughs> Nick, hey, Nick, I'm sitting right next to you if you're still here, so you definitely hear this, Nick. <laughs> oh, I'll turn on the light on the camera, and then, yeah, Nick is gone. And apparently, okay... I guess we're supposed to be getting the impression that a lot of time has gone by here or something because now Justin is dying of thirst. Yeah, he he's walking through it. He comes across the baptismal pool from earlier that filled itself up. Mm -hmm. And he all of a sudden goes, water, like a cartoon desert. He yeah, goes, right. Water. Exactly. <laughs> Wiley Coyote standing behind him. Yeah, like when you find something, yeah, exactly. let me know. <laughs> yeah. And then he jumps in the, he, he's having a drink and then he falls in the pool and literally the camera's just sitting there and it could not more clearly just be this actor splashing around in a pool. <laughs> yes. There is no way I could have shot this to make it seem less scary and more like a teenage boy just being like, get off me, get off me, water, oh, water, there's water, every oh no. And at this point in the movie, the most beautiful thing that you could possibly imagine happens. Yes. So the camera is on the ground, and we can see to the right of the shot, 
um, Blake is being attacked by a water demon. And to the left of the shot is a hallway. <laughs> and you very clearly see feet walk into the shot. Unmistakably. <laughs> Unmistak- this is not, this is not, can you see it? This is in the middle of the shot. Yes. Stop. Realize those feet are not supposed to be there and then creep backwards yes. slowly. Like, oh, no one will see. So either the person walking through there thought, oh, fuck, Justin's making his movie, or even better, the person had no fucking idea and just saw Justin fighting with himself in the goddamn baptismal. Yeah, exactly. They were like, eh, it's church stuff. I like that option so yeah. much better. <laughs> this guy walked through and he's like, um, okay, Justin lost his fucking mind. I'm gonna back away. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go down the other hallway. This one seems to be in use. <laughs> At which point, finally, someone in this movie thinks to invoke Jesus, which I gotta uh-huh. admit, if I were a Christian, and even though I'm not, if I saw and heard demon stuff, my first thought would have been to invoke Jesus and start right. commanding stuff in Jesus' name. Listen, I'm an atheist. I'm a hardcore atheist. But when a book falls off a shelf in my apartment, I just, for safety's sake, I'm like, Allah and Jesus and Batman compel you. <laughs> Shamalama ding dong. Well, right, because it would be like, look, I don't believe in vampires, but if a vampire showed up, I'd try the holy water of the crucifix just to be sure. <laughs> right, exactly. It's not like these kids are skeptical, and that's why they haven't been invoking Jesus. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so he, he stands there for a very long time going, I can't do it. I need Jesus to come save me from this. And it made me think of uh, Bronson Pinchot in the uh, scene in... Um, True romance where he's in the elevator and he's got the wire on. Anyway, yeah, this movie, this movie reminds me a ton of true romance. Thank you for bringing (laughs) up the comparison. My my notes are just full of comparisons to true romance. (laughs) Well, there was a, there was a bathroom and running water in, right? In true romance. I wanted a flash cut to Jesus in his fortress of solitude. Just being like, (laughs) he hears the call and he gathers the fucking super friends to go fight a water (laughs) demon. Aquaman, you fight the it's water like Aquaman's demon. Aquaman's like, finally, finally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. It's a demon. We we don't need you, Aquaman. Are you sure? No, Are you fine. guys sure? Because I brought these fish from the. I can talk to them. <laughs> this fish wants to go back in the water. <laughs> oh, Aquaman, poor guy. What are you doing? I think they gave him super strength now, at least though, so he can handle the pressures underwater. So at least he's got yeah, something going for him. The, Literally, if you follow, side note, if you follow Aquaman comics, the last 12 years of Aquaman have just been the writers of Aquaman being like, he's not useless, cause look, now he can <laughs> fucking fight. And also, and also, he can control waves. Remember that time he controlled the waves and he fucking, he could fight? He's got God damn it. Can I write X-Men? No, you fucking stay on Aquaman. No. <laughs> Oh shit. And so now we watch for like seven minutes as, um, Justin wanders through the church rebuking. And again, 
Like, right. it's not enough that we recognize that this happens. We have to watch him walk through the entire church, which really reinforces Anna's it's an ad for this church theory. Um, yeah, exactly. Oh, as I walk past this lovely portraiture <laughs> and this free daycare center, and here you'll notice on the right-hand side, we have a learning center with video games and computers and free <laughs> access. Get out of here, devil! And then we're back at the beginning of the movie or something, or what the fuck ever. So then we, we, well, he walks, as he's screaming through the devil, and by the way, his screaming at the devil monologue sounds like someone put a microphone in Rand Paul's bathroom. It's like, you have no freedom here! My rights as an American Christian freedom, Jesus! You, it's like the, it's like B audio from an episode of Cops if you raided a libertarian convention. That's what it sounds like, just like, my I'm an independent citizen of the United Jesus, no, you're not a demon constitution. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty close. So, but then he, so he does it and then he walks into the church to the part of the movie where Chris is setting out the rules. Mm -hmm. And again, because no one in this movie cares about Justin, Justin, who is soaking wet and screaming about demons, they're like, huh, look at that. Weird. <laughs> That's pretty much it. And and the rest of the movie is Demon J Justin going, you guys don't remember being eaten by demons? <laughs> but here's the weird thing. If I had been videotaping the entire time me and Noah were hanging out and got attacked by dragons, <laughs> and then I went into the room and he didn't remember, you know what I would do? Huh. I would show him the fucking videotape. And, and, and apparently <laughs> that doesn't occur to anyone involved in this movie. That we're supposed At to be all. watching this video, right? So we know that the stuff that happened is supposed to have shown up on the fucking video. But no, he instead stands there for the longest time going, you guys don't remember this part of the movie? Well, what about this part of the movie? And sort of just reenacting the whole damn thing in right. Memory Palace. The first, yeah, exactly. And the first thing he does to to try and jog their memory is not the demon child. No. It's the puppet <laughs> show. You guys don't remember the thing with the cups? I thought we really. I'm like, oh yeah, there. that's what stuck with you—the cups, <laughs> not the child whose face stretched, not when a devil presented itself yes. through a child's <laughs> eyes. The puppet show. <laughs> and, and they're trying to like. So now that we're back in the car, they're driving home, and Nick is trying to calm Justin down, and he says, "And I quote: Believe me when I say, take it easy." Yep. Take it easy. How could you not believe that? That's not even a statement where that's an option. Yeah. Believe me when I say take it easy. And also, <laughs> sip a Capri Sun, man. <laughs> sip a Capri Sun. It's sippy time. <laughs> sippy time. I um, can't stand the pouch. <laughs> Guys, I used to just cut it I open with a scissor and pour it into a glass. They still haven't figured this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I did. That's what baby Eli did. He just cut open the pouch and poured it into a glass. That's the way to go. So, yeah, Justin apparently doesn't remember that he was holding a camera uh, this whole time. So he gets out of the car. He goes home, and he, and he sets the camera down and then just walks out of the room and right. for, for long enough that we actually kind of wonder if he's coming back. I wrote in my notes, something's going to happen, right? Oh, God, he left the camera on, and we're going to be here forever. We're just going to watch Justin live his life now. <laughs> I'm Woody from Toy Story. I just have to watch Justin live the rest of his life. Uh, but instead, no, he re, he shows back up, 
uh, with a trash bag to throw away his massive analog porn stash. It is this. massive. It is also not porn. It is very clearly, no. if you, it, I paused it, it is very clearly a Vogue magazine and, as I mentioned earlier, a Martha Stewart living. Oh, really? Yep, you can see a very clearly Martha, <laughs> the word Martha. Why was he jerking off to Martha Stewart living? Because she's a sexy, sexy bitch. His I thing is insider trading, guys. Don't judge him. <laughs> I still wanted, though, because like, he's supposed to be throwing away all his pornos. I still wanted him to start pulling out like butt plugs and inflatables and a Sibian <laughs> with a fucking pole start motor. Right, exactly. A fleshlight with fangs. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Justin. Yeah, <laughs> but unfortunately. You find some weird shit in the trash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can see why they threw it away, though. And then we just watch his, his room for a very long moment after he throws it away. And then he turns the camera off so he can beat off, I guess. Yeah. Now, uh, oh, and by the way, uh, worth noting, there are no credits in this movie. And I, that didn't surprise me at all. I can't, I'm not surprised that no one wanted their name associated with this Oh, thing. I just assume because no one made this movie. I assume they didn't have anyone who they could credit this movie to. <laughs> so, well, but see, now, this is this is what I was wondering at the end of it, okay? I was thinking to myself, like, what if, like, this all really happened? And this is all real found footage. I mean, it would be like like, like the chick um, in the Douglas Adams book that got uh, abducted by really fakey looking aliens. Right. C- can you imagine if there really was this porn demon and they really had the? No, we have video footage of the whole fucking thing, guy. You, who's in that rocking chair? And uh, that's probably why we can't find it anywhere. Right. So, so tell me, Eli, what if anything did you learn from watching the lock in? Well, I learned a couple of things, and and they're really valuable. The first is that if you're watching porn, you're probably watching Chris's daughter. So just be aware, <laughs> most porn contains Chris's daughter. She's done a lot of films at this point, and you so got to support Samuel your... L. Jackson of porn. Yeah, yeah exactly. you got to support your artist. Uh, the second thing I learned <laughs> is that don't let a beginner demon go into your church lock-in. All right, you want one of your more advanced guys yes. because a beginner demon is just going to lock all the cupboards. And shake some window shades. And then the Turn minute the someone water. says Jesus' name, just run away and set time back in. <laughs> you need a nice, high-quality demon. Obviously. And finally, to avoid the how many stars question, I ask you, how bad would the demonic curse on your porn have to be before you would choose to watch this movie instead? Now, you kind of have to know my internet history for this one, but the curse would have to be for all the stuff in my porn to happen to me. <laughs> and then I would watch this movie. And I would watch this movie several times, guys. You do not want to see my internet history. I need help. This is a cry for help. This whole podcast, just I've been trying to, I've been building up to this moment. I get some deep web shit going on. Some deep... Uh, the Tor Network spits it out. I've, I try to look for it on the Tor Network, and they're like, get out of here. Gross. You need help. See a doctor. <laughs> oh, it could be worse. I was beaten off to this movie. And, well, that's going to do it for our review of The Lock-In. That isn't going to do it for the episode just yet, because we still need to get you all fired up about next week. So, Eli, tell us, what's on deck? Redeemed. Which is apparently the story of a platonic affair? Yeah, it's, it, uh, so according to the trailer, this is a movie, it's a family drama about a guy who runs a internet security firm? 
uh-huh. and or something. I don't know. Everyone, everyone's just hitting keyboards like 1980s hackers. <laughs> yes. But he runs an and then he has an affair by liking another woman. Now, according to the preview, and I could be wrong. Maybe he actually fucks someone, which would be sort of a real plot. But according to the preview, he just wants to fuck another woman, and that is the uh-huh. conflict of this movie. Yeah, twice in the preview, the, the Jesus line about uh, if you look at a woman with lust, you've already committed an affair with her shows up twice, which I, I guess they think means something other than you might as well fuck her. Right. You might have more, more importantly, you might as well have fucked her. Right. Like, everyone in this movie is reacting to him liking another woman like he fucked another woman. This is like if a normal movie, this is like a normal movie about affairs, except nothing happened. Yeah. That's what it seems to be setting up. Yeah, but it, it, it seems to be a movie about the uh, gigolo husband from Married with Children uh, wanting to fuck a Brazilian chick more than he wants to fuck his wife, which, I mean, I saw the woman playing right. his wife and the woman playing the Brazilian chick, and, like, we all do. So, apparently, I've also committed an affair with that Brazilian chick. Right. The alternate title for this film is Who Could Blame You? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And with all that to look forward to, we'll bring episode 10 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an extended version of every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. All the music used in this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars and was used with permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following the links on the show notes to this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a guy from Brooklyn telling you to fuck yourself. Fuck you, you motherfucking cocksucking fuck you.